you so much for joining me again for another episode of Homeschool CEO Podcast. I am so honored that you are spending time with me today. And I can't wait for you to meet my guest today, Caroline Hull from Wild Home Podcasting. Today, we talked about how Caroline hired a business coach that helped her step into that role of being a CEO, who helped take her from nap time hustle to being a true CEO of her business and her homeschool. We also talked about how Caroline chooses what extracurricular activities are important to her family, as well as how she deals with Instagram mom guilt and not feeling like she's doing enough. I loved interviewing Caroline today, and I know you're going to love hearing her story too. Enjoy. Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. All right. Well, I just want to welcome you today, Caroline. Um, Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Um, First of all, let's start with some introductions. Go ahead and tell my audience who you are, a little bit of your backstory. Um, Let's hear about you. Yeah. So my name is Caroline Hull, and I am the owner of Wild Home Podcasting, which is a boutique podcast editing agency. So we edit and produce podcasts. And then I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old little girl, and we have another little girl on the way coming in a few months. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It was quite the surprise. Um, (laughs) We thought we were done, but adding another girl to the mix. And um, I've been homeschooling my kiddos since my oldest was in kindergarten. you know, we kind of thought about homeschooling for a while. We tried pre-K and it didn't really work for her. And so we started homeschooling and we've just never looked back. So. Love it. Love it. Congratulations on the baby on the way. First of all. Thank you. So I want to hear a little bit more about, so you were homeschooling before you started your business. Is that correct? Yeah. So I actually had another business before I had my podcasting business. I was actually a stationary designer. So I was designing greeting cards, imitations, um, other products. And I had actually started that before we had kids. And then we had the kiddos. And when my daughter, I think when she was about five years old, four or five, we, I started a podcast with a friend called the creative biz rebellion. And we did that podcast because we wanted to help other business owners. And what ended up happening is I ended up taking over the back end of the podcast, fell in love with the process. And then one thing led to another. And next thing I knew, I had a handful of clients. And it was really interesting because at the time, my product business was kind of becoming difficult for me. Mm-hmm. It required a lot of my time up in my office. At that time, we had a, a house with a loft and my office was in the loft off by itself. And it just wasn't really working with the kiddos. So I was finding myself like up there late at night, early in the morning, you know, doing the nap time hustle kind of thing. 
And also just the business was kind of struggling and I was looking for an alternative. And the podcasting really allowed me to work from wherever I needed to in the house. It also gave me more time. And so when we started homeschooling, I kind of decided, you know, am I going to keep doing this or am I going to do this? And decided, you know, I wanted to go full force with the podcasting thing. So it really happened like haphazardly, Mm -hmm. but it's been the biggest blessing for my family. I mean, I'm doing way better with my podcasting business than I was with my stationary business. Right. Well, and podcasting is such a hot thing right now for entrepreneurs to start. So let's talk, let's, I want to talk about both your business and your homeschooling because we are homeschool CEO. So it's all about like, how do we make both of these things work? Because, you know, as any homeschool CEO knows, balance is kind of elusive. It's kind of that carrot that we always chase. So it's more a matter of like, how do we do both things really successfully? Um, So let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about your business first, and then we'll transition and we'll talk a little bit about your homeschooling. So with your business, tell me a little bit about what you do, who you serve, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we specifically work with what I like to call at-home podcasters. So these are people who are recording from their homes. They're not working in recording studios. They don't have fancy equipment. Uh, And we kind of specialize in that because that's what I was. I was an at-home podcaster. And through that, we've really specialized in working with, like you said, other business owners who are starting podcasts for their business. Mm -hmm. So people who are using a podcast as part of their marketing strategy. And uh, we serve now between 25 and 30 clients at a time. Um, And I actually have a team now. So it's me. I have a client project manager. I have another editor and then I have a show notes writer. And then we're actually going to be adding another editor here in the next month or so. So yeah. And basically what I do, well, we're editing podcasts, but we're also managing them. So doing a lot of scheduling for them, helping them with a lot of the backend stuff, managing feeds, making sure their podcast is available in all the appropriate destinations. So kind of a full service podcasting company. Very, very nice. So what have you found to be like the biggest challenge that you've overcome while running your business and homeschooling at the same time? I think the biggest challenge has been, of course, time. Uh, I feel like that's a given, especially before this year, this business was really in a a growth period. So I was taking on, you know, clients and doing a lot of the work myself. And last year, I guess it was about this time, um, I had like an assistant, like a VA type position, and she actually had a baby and decided to leave me, which was very sad. But what I decided was at the moment, I was like, this is a really good opportunity to take her position and split it into two. And so that's how I ended up with like a client manager, project manager, and then a show notes writer. And that was probably the most genius thing I did because then it just started opening doors because I found that I was able to take on more clients and then I was able to hire another editor. So that was like the biggest challenge was going from, okay, it's just me. I'm hustling in my business. I'm working like weird times during the day to, okay, now I'm actually a CEO of a business. I have people who work under me. It's a completely different mentality. And then also that has allowed me more time. And now we're kind of in another phase where we're growing again, but we're also getting ready for my maternity leave. And so it's been kind of funny because I've been revisiting that hustle a little bit that, you know, working weird hours, taking on more projects myself personally, as we get ready to bring on another editor. So it's interesting because you kind of go through these ebbs and flows, I think with the time, like, and I know what the equation is supposed to look like. So 
after this month, it'll look better and I'll have more time. But yeah. Well, I feel too, like what you just said, like that CEO mentality and that mindset, you have to transition into that. Like it's a growth and there's always those stages where it's growing pains, where you have to take on more work to be able to provide that next employee or contractor that security to know, Hey, I have enough for you. So I've, I have been there. So I completely understand. So how have you changed your growth strategy for your business during your different seasons of homeschooling? Yeah. You know, at the beginning, it was really interesting because my kids were little and so we weren't spending quite as much time, but as my nine-year-old has gotten in, you know, to beyond third grade at this point, you know, she needs a lot more of my time. And so I think what I've really realized is that I just simply cannot be in my business as much as I was before. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine, but you do have to like learn to let go and, you know, and let, and trust that the people that you have hired to do things can do them really well and without you. And so that, that has been a big um, strategy for me is actually like pulling myself more out of the business so I can have more time with my kids, which is really, really interesting because when I started the business, I just wanted to be in it all the time. And now it's like the opposite a little bit. What do you think made that transition for you? Was it just out of necessity saying, I can't manage all of this? Was there a day when you woke up and said, man, this overwhelm, I'm just burned out. I can't do it. Or is it, you know, what, what brought that change about? Yeah, it was definitely, I would say last year around like October, November, I was staying up super late every night working till like one, two in the morning. I was getting up early, you know, before the kids got up and working a couple hours. So, I mean, I was literally just working myself into the ground. And, you know, at this point I already had two other people working with me. And so I just knew that something had to change either the way I had structured the business wasn't working or, you know, we needed another team member or something like that. And so I actually reached out and got a business coach because I had not done that in my business before in my stationary business. And then business had basically, I mean, I consider it it, that it failed. It was a good failure. It was an important failure. Mm -hmm. And so I knew like I needed to not wait and ask for help this time around. And so that's what I did is I made the investment in a business coach. And that was like one of the first things we did was kind of look at, okay, the packages we're offering, the pricing, you know, all of that, all of those things. And then that led to hiring another editor. So Oh, I love that because that was a similar experience for me. My husband and I had a business um, that we started 17 years ago, but we didn't ask for help and we didn't reach out for a business coach. And we had a fairly successful business for seven years, but it ended up failing. But we learned, we learned so much, but the same thing because we were just in it. Like we didn't have that CEO mindset which is like you run it from a completely different perspective. And so I am so with you there. I love that. I love you. I love that you were talking about how you reached out for a coach the second Mm -hmm. time around. So what kind of difference did that make for you in growing into that CEO mindset? What did they bring to the table? Well, I think the biggest thing was she has helped me a lot with that mindset piece, you know, because I just didn't realize how much it was going to take of me stepping up and stepping into this leadership role. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely approached like, oh, let's all be friends and let's edit podcasts. And now it's different. It's like, okay, we're getting our work done. We're serving our clients. You need, you know, you need to 
fit this, fit this mold that I've created. It's just a totally different mindset. And she helped with that a lot, but she also has helped me see the bigger picture. You know, for me, I was holding on to a lot of the work because I felt like I had to do it. Mm -hmm. And now it's really interesting. So I started working with her back in November and now we're in April and now I'm like, I'm ready to offload everything, right. shifting, you know, shifting our offerings. So that way less of my time is needed. And yeah, I think just the main thing is having somebody say, you know, you're not thinking about this the right way has been really huge for me. Right, right. Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of where we came because I have a Facebook ads business as well. And yeah. so I, think I had to step into that, like, how do I subcontract? How do I offload for sure? So how have you brought that CEO mindset into your homeschooling? Yeah. Well, that's really, I love this question. Um, because when I first found you online and I saw that you said that, like being the CEO of your homeschool, it was like such a light bulb. I was like, that's exactly what I've been doing. So the biggest thing for me um, has been organization. So mm -hmm. when they were little, it was, I just felt like I was more loosey goosey with what we were doing during the day. You know, if it took all day, no big deal, you know, but now, you know, we, we squeeze in all of our homeschool into the mornings and I have a tr very extensive Trello board that I manage. I make sure everybody is doing what they need to do. And now that the kids are older, I've actually started delegating to them. So saying like, these are the four things that you must get done today ready, go. And, you know, I wouldn't have done that before. I think I would have just been a little more, you know, oh, flowy and it'll happen when it happens. But now I'm like, okay, this is the time it needs to be done in. Here's what happens if you don't fit this time. I just feel like my whole mindset has shifted uh, yeah. to being more direct and I don't know, maybe a little bit more in charge of how the day goes. It is well, yeah, and that's part of being a homeschool CEO, and that's what I've realized. Like our tribe, it, we're so unique because we take that CEO mindset. It doesn't stop just at our business; it's our whole life. It's how we right. batch our time, how we strategize, our being able to have that big picture vision. Yes, and to delegate even to our kids as like mini employees, kind of going, you are responsible for X, Y, and Z. And we use Trello as well. Same thing. I know a lot of homeschool families do the ones that are managing from that CEO level, because it's really just a different level of managing right. your family and your homeschool and your business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I feel like too, to make the two things work together, you almost have to be that way. Yes. You know, that I have things that have to get done on certain days. And so if homeschooling doesn't go well, it affects my work hours. And if work doesn't go well, it affects the homeschooling. And so yes. I have to really, really focus in on those times and make sure that they're impactful. So true. So walk me through kind of what your daily rhythms look like. What does a daily homeschool day look like for you? Yeah. So I try to get up at 530 or six. Um, I am pregnant now, so that's a little different, <laughs> more yep. difficult. And I'll usually work for a couple hours before the kids get up. They usually get up around eight and we have breakfast and then we get started. But we usually try to wrap up school by 11. And so then they have like, they'll have like some free time. I'll check in on work. We'll make lunch. And then usually the afternoon is completely free for them. If we've gotten everything done, if we haven't, gotten everything done that we needed to do homeschool wise, it's usually what's left is kind of stuff that they can do by themselves that requires less of 
me teaching. Mm -hmm. And so they'll kind of work in the afternoons. You know, there might be like an art project or a notebooking page or something like that. And while they're doing that, I will actually work. And, and they know, like they know that afternoons are mommy's work time. So, and I try to be, um, I try to be wrapped up by like 4.30. And then also the afternoons is like, if I have any calls or anything that I need to take, I only schedule them in the afternoon. Like mornings is completely off limits. My team knows that, you know, I don't have schedule anything in the morning because that's for my kids. And I want them to understand like that's their time, you know, that that's their time that nothing can interfere with. So yeah, once I wrap up, um, then we kind of get ready for dinner and that kind of thing. And the kiddos usually go to bed around eight or eight 30. And then if I have any like last minute tasks, I might take care of them. But I do try to be, I, I try not to do any editing at night. This is my new, my new thing is no editing. Uh, but I might be like processing audio or just checking in on a few things. Uh, but I try to go to bed by 11. <laughs> I'm up all day, <laughs> but you know what? This is just a season you know, this is a season of life and you know, that's okay because we have to be productive with our day and get things done. That's just part of being a homeschool CEO and choosing to run a business and homeschool at the same time. So I I understand I've been there, done that. So my next question for you then is, so we talked about your systems, how you took your CEO mindset and applied it to your uh, business and your homeschooling kind of simultaneously, almost instinctively, correct? Right. So how do you feel like being a homeschool CEO family, how do you feel like your homeschool looks different than other people who maybe they're a full-time stay-at-home mom and that's what they do is they're completely 100% just homeschooling? Like, how do you feel like you're different? Yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of times I kind of fall into that Instagram trap. I have a personal Instagram account where I follow a lot of homeschool moms and I'll see that they're doing like poetry tea time or they're doing like some crazy historical reenactment in the backyard. And I start to feel guilty. Like I'm not doing a lot of box crafting and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I bake a lot, but we don't really like sit down in the afternoons and have tea time. And just some of those things, sometimes I feel a little bit guilty about because I do kind of squeeze in all of my instruction time in a short amount of time, which is really all you need. Let's be honest, but right. Yeah. You know, my kids, the, the afternoon is pretty much theirs to explore and do what they want. And sometimes that might mean, you know, they want to do a science project by themselves. And sometimes it might mean they're just in the backyard for two hours playing. Right. And I think I've kind of just let go of trying to control every moment. So I think that's really what looks different for them um, is not a lot of, I, I just feel like I'm not quite as involved maybe, but I'm also an introvert. And I'm an INFJ on the Myers-Briggs. Oh, I am too. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So talking all day and reading out loud, like that's just not my forte. It's not my cup of tea. Like I would have to take a four hour nap every afternoon if we sat under a tree with teacups and read, you know, a book out loud. It just doesn't work for me. And when I finally acknowledged that as a homeschool mom, it made such a difference because it like released all this pressure. Yes. So, I mean, if they're sitting downstairs in the afternoons, listening to a book on Audible and playing Legos for an hour, like to me, they're still learning that's still productive and, you know, it's not hurting anybody. So I guess that's how I see myself looking a little differently. I don't have all those Instagram worthy moments, I guess. You know what? That's what I always tell people too. I said, as a homeschool CEO, my homeschool is not Pinterest worthy. 
Right. <laughs> like <laughs> not at not, all. Yeah. You do not. My Pinterest board for homeschool CEO looks a lot like driving people to our blog posts um, just to interact with them that way. But there, it's not a bunch of crafts, you know, I love moms who can do that, but I don't have time. I don't have the energy. Right. Not, that part of homeschooling isn't what fulfills me. You know, we homeschool because that's what's best for our kids and we love them, but we still want to run our business. And sometimes there are things that have to be done, which means I'm probably not going to read a book for two hours in the afternoon. So I, right. I completely, completely hear you. So is there a certain method of homeschooling that you go with? Yeah, that's, that's really funny. I was just about to say something about that. You know, not really that we kind of started out with the Charlotte Mason philosophy and very like once my business started taking off more, I just didn't have time for that. And so we've kind of gone to a mesh of unschooling and then also doing, you know, curriculum. So like I use specific math curriculums, we do a grammar with my oldest. My youngest does explode the code. They both do handwriting. And then we just kind of from there, we use that as a springboard. Like, what are they interested in right now? My oldest wants to be an astronaut. Um, she's wanted to be an astronaut since she was four years old. And I mean, she Aww. is hardcore dedicated. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of space. Like we're constantly looking for um, little science things on space and that kind of thing. So it, I really just kind of leave it up to them from there. I love it. I love it. Okay. And then one thing that a lot of our audience um, struggles with is, do you do co-ops? Do you do extracurricular activities during the day, field trips? Do you do things at night? Like, how do you balance that specific thing? Because, you know, there's such a stigma of homeschoolers aren't socialized. So what do you do? Like, how do you make those choices? How involved are you in extracurricular activities? And how do you balance that with work? Yeah, that has been, oh my gosh, such a struggle. So my kids right now, they do piano lessons, which she, excuse me, she comes to the house, which is really lovely because I actually can sit in the kitchen and work while she's working with them. (laughs) And then they do swim lessons. And then we are part of a homeschool group. I used to be the leader of the group. And that was one thing that I had to let go of when um, the business got really busy but that is more of a, like a nature hiking group. So I knew kind of right away when I was looking into, cause we live in Colorado, there's a lot of homeschool groups and things here. When I started looking into co-ops and things like that, and they would say like parental, um, you know, the parent has to be involved and I would be like, Oh yeah, nope, not for us. Cause I don't have time. And I mean, unfortunately that's just how it is. They, um, they do also go to science classes once a week. I did find, um, some science classes through the like science Olympiad team, which is really lovely. Cause I take them to the library for an hour and a half. And so I get to sit at the library while they're in science class. So I think really it, for me, it has been how much am I needing to be involved? for them to do this activity, um, which, you know, I guess it's kind of selfish, but at the same time, I mean, like you said, it's just, it's hard to make the time to do all the things. Well, it's prioritizing, but here's the thing. Like, I don't want you to feel guilty about that or any of our moms who are listening because you're providing value to the economy. You're employing people who are then blessing their families with an income. And so you're providing and serving in a different way. You don't like our service doesn't always have to be leading the co-op because I got into that same thing. 
where I just, I couldn't, like, I could not lead these classes at co-op and do everything else that needed to be done. Like there just wasn't enough time in the day. And I wrestled with that mom guilt. And when I finally let that go, it was just this, this pressure release going, oh, it's okay. Well, and what I have found too, is because I'm not the leader of the group, my mental capacity has like increased. Like it, like there was like a part of my brain that was housing that and stressing about it and worrying about it. And now that that's gone, it's, it, it was like such a release. I have more time to focus on my family. And the other thing too, is it really made us kind of look at, okay, what is important to us in our extracurriculars, in our groups that we're in, what are we really, really looking for? And so I feel like the, the activities we have now we really love. They're meaningful for us. And then I just work my work schedule around that. So I just make sure that, you know, on Thursdays when we have our two hour hike in the mornings, I let the team know I'm going to be gone. Take care of anything. When I get back, I'll check in, you know? And so that's just how we do it. I love it. So if you were sitting down with maybe an entrepreneur who right now is struggling going, you know, I really want to homeschool my kids. Like they've created this life of freedom and flexibility for their business. And then they, they're in a situation where um, their kids maybe are part of the traditional school setting. So they're basically relinquishing their freedom to a school system Monday through Friday, you know, for nine months out of the year. But maybe they're sitting there and they're thinking to themselves, like, that's, that's great for you, but I just don't know if I can make all of this work. Like, I like my alone time. I'm an introvert. Yeah. I need me time. What would you say to that mom? Well, first I would say is that there's more time than you think there is in the day. I I think that has been one of my biggest lessons is there's way more time. And, uh, you know, especially when you're comparing the traditional school system to homeschooling, you know, our the kids go and they sit there all day in a desk and they work and everything they're doing all day, you can fit into a lot shorter period of time. And so I almost feel like it gives my kids a more richer childhood because they're able to play a lot more than their friends who go to school do, which I love. And the other part of that that I would say too is, you know, I have had to make some decisions in my business probably earlier than someone whose kid is at school every day. So they have the whole day to work, like hiring people and doing those things. But like we talked about earlier, it's just taking a mindset shift shifting your mindset, instead of thinking that you have to be in every part of your business, think about what you don't need to be doing in your business that can free up the time that you want to give to your family. And you'll be amazed at how much time you can find. And so I think that would be my biggest piece of advice is just realizing that there is more time in the day than you think. I love it. That is so wise. I agree. Now, I always ask everybody two different questions since we do have business and homeschooling. So for your business side, what is one program or software that you couldn't live without? Uh, definitely Trello. <laughs> I, um, you know, this is really funny because I am not normally like I am a creative person. I thrive in chaos, but I've had to become organized and yes. become a morning person since, you know, running this business and homeschooling. And I have just fallen in love with Trello. Like if I didn't have those boards, I don't know what I would do with myself. I mean, I am like obsessed. (laughs) I am with you. I'm with you. We use ClickUp now, but that's where I, that's where it all based off of was Trello and getting everything organized on those boards. I'm with you. Yeah. And then as far as homeschooling, what is one product or service that you absolutely love? 
Um, I think right now, the thing that I am most in love with is teaching textbooks. So this is a math program that is on the computer. And what I love about it is my daughter, who is way more proficient at math than I am, can sit there and be taught by the program and go through it by herself. I was panicking when my youngest started homeschooling because I was like, how the heck am I going to homeschool two kids at once? And it's so lovely because she goes down and sits and does her teaching textbooks while I sit with my youngest and do her math. And that has been the most amazing thing. So now I'm constantly like looking for things on the computer that they can do. I love it. Yes, we are big teaching textbook fans over here too, um, because that was just one of those things that my kids just learned really well with teaching textbooks. And yeah, huge, huge advocate for teaching textbooks here as well. I mean, it's helped me so much. Like I'm like relearning math with her. So it's been really great. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much how we went as well. So yeah, totally interesting. Well, Caroline, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today and tell our audience how they can connect with you. Yeah. So I am on Instagram at wild home podcasting. So be sure to follow me over there. I talk all about podcasting. I throw in some of my, what it's like to be a mom and be pregnant right now and getting my business ready. And then also our website is just wildhomepodcasting.com and we've got a blog and I have a podcast there as well. So lots to look at. Perfect. And I will link all of those um, up in the show notes below. So I encourage everybody to check Caroline out at Wild Home Podcasting. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. And thank you so much for starting this community. I am so excited to dive in and meet other CEO homeschool moms. Yay. Thank you. We are so glad to have you. I loved interviewing Caroline today. Didn't you love hearing her story and how real she was? Yeah, we need more of that in the homeschool CEO community. You know, there are things like we shared. I struggle too sometimes with that Pinterest-worthy guilt or Instagram-worthy guilt. It is okay if our homeschool looks different from somebody else who's not running a business. And my biggest takeaway today was there is more time in the day than you think there is. I never thought about that. But really, what can you cut out today? from your business so that you can give more time from your family. There's always things that we can simplify. And I want to hear from you. What was your biggest takeaway today? Go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode. Tag me on Instagram and let me know. What was your favorite thing that Caroline said today? I want to hear from you. Hey friend, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.